Welcome back to Software Social. This is Colleen, and this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Michelle is at a conference this week, so I have my business partner, Aaron Francis, on the podcast with me to talk about all things Hammerstone. You've heard me talking on the show a lot about Hammerstone and trying to find product market fit with that product. So who better to have on the pod than Aaron, my co-founder. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for joining me. Co-founder and probably best friend, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think think I've taken the mantle from Michelle now because she missed one week. So I'm now (laughs) your best friend. (laughs) No, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's weird. It's like we talk all the time, but I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Awesome. I am happy to have you. So I wanted to lead with something kind of fun that I haven't told you yet because I just found out this morning. Okay. Yeah, I know. I love doing that to people when they come on my podcast. I'm like, I haven't told you this yet. Now is the time. So I have been working with Pascal and Supercharts. I told you that. Um, So basically Mm -hmm. Supercharts is something you can scaffold within Bullet Train and it enables you to have charts in your app with zero work. It's amazing. And he has been working on getting that hooked into Refine. So now I have a working demo of changing filters and real-time line chart updates. Oh, dang. Oh, get this. That's legit. Yeah, it's really cool. It gets even better. So this morning he told me that he's going to open source the line charts so we Mm -hmm. can have it and ship it. Like it could be a thing we ship with Refine or people can use it for free with Refine and Bullet Train. So he's going to do make the charting library, that part of the char- charting library, the line charts, open source. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like step beyond filtering uh, a list of contacts and it puts us fully into like BI, you know, business intelligence stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't exactly know because it's really tightly coupled uh, the scaffolding and bullet train right now and he's not going to pull it out of bullet train but it could still be something now that bullet trains open source if someone bought refine sure. they could just dig into it um, he loads it I think via he definitely loads it via turbo so it's like it loaded via URL so people could definitely dig into it and create charts like that cool yeah yeah it's cool I'm pretty That's excited awesome. about it I love I love some charts so I'm excited. A lot of everybody loves charts. Everybody's like, hey, how can I use your thing for charts? It's like, well, (laughs) kind of have to do that part yourself. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And I onboarded two of our first non bullet train customers. Um, It's relevant that they are not bullet train because we're pretty tightly coupled with bullet train. So pulling Mm -hmm. this out of bullet train was a lot of work. And I just think um, you and I have a lot to think about and talk about in terms of I feel like we're so close, but we don't quite have the product yet. Yeah. So when you when you onboarded these two people, which parts, I guess, which parts did you feel like they were super vibing with? And which parts did you feel like, oh, we're not quite there? Like, did we solve the stated pain point? I guess there's there's two questions. Did we solve the thing we set out to solve for them? And the second question, is the thing that we set out to solve, is that the pain point that they needed solving? Right. So did we solve what we intended to solve? I would say yes. I think so. Um, With the first customer, yes, asterisk, because he wants to use these filters to show his end users. And so he needs a UI that matches his UI. 
Right. Tale as old as this company. Yeah. Right. Um, and then okay. with the second user, he is still working on it because he has mm-hmm. some tables. What do you call those fake tables? Views? It's not what I'm thinking. CTEs? Uh, they're not CTEs. I'd have to look again. He Materialized has some, views? It's not, that's not what I'm thinking. He has some kind of setup where he's doing a bunch of joins and he's trying to query through the bunch of joins. I can show you later. Anyway, so he is working on getting Hammerstone integrated into his setup. And so it's too soon to say, but as Mm -hmm. our first customer said to me yesterday, after we got off a pairing call, he was like, even if I have to spend a couple days on this, it's, it saves me months of work compared to having to build it myself. Yeah. That's extremely rational. I just, I don't know how we get more people to think that way. Well, I think that's the fun, you know, that goes back to the fundamental problem that developers value their time at negative $100 an hour, right? Right. When Ben roasted me publicly on Twitter. Yep. And then I called him out for it on his (laughs) podcast. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I think both of these guys, these are, I believe, their companies or they are either, well, I know for sure one owns the company and I think the other person, it is his, I I think for both of them. And I think most of our inbound have been people who own their business are very high up, like CTOs. Correct. And so those are people who recognize the the value of saving their time. Right, yeah, those aren't just mid-level or just strictly internal developers. So we, we did the thing we set out to do which is question number one. Like we told him we would do this. We did that thing. That's a good start. I mean, doing what we said we were going to do is probably a good start. So the second question is, is what we're saying we're going to do, is that valuable to these people? So from these two onboardings, that's the second question. Yeah. And I feel like it's valuable, but maybe not as painful as we want it to be. Okay. This is just a hunch I have. Like, neither of them said that. But mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, I mean, okay, so let's play the game Buckby always tells me to play, and our friend. And his game is if you had the perfect product right now, like, mm-hmm. what would it be and what would you do to market and sell it? Because I'm really getting hung up on the product right now, and I think you were doing that, like, three or four months ago. Correct. Whereas even even after onboarding them, I was like, so it was last week. I was like, man, did I onboard them too quickly? Like, should I have waited? Although the feedback mm-hmm. from them has been really good. So I wouldn't say that I did it too soon. But I, I do have some kind of mental blocks with the challenge. Like one of the customers, I mean, we have a lot of views. And he overrode every single view to customize it the way he wants it to look. Wow. Yeah, that's. It. I mean, he spent several days on it. So I believe. Wow. So we can't. Yikes. That's not going to work. To me, I'm like, that's not going to work. People aren't going to buy a product. We just, the market is not big enough for that. So I'm kind of getting a little hung up on the product, but let's not, let's not worry about the product right now. If we had the perfect product and if, you know, I had the CSS all the way I want it and everything was easy to override, are we solving a painful problem that a lot of people have? That's the real question to your second point. Yeah, that was my question. That was you just you, that I'm asking me. you back. I was, you can't you can't do that. I asked you the question first. I don't know, Aaron. This is what I'm getting hung up on is like I don't know. And I think all we can do is continue to talk to people. 
but I, I just don't know. I don't know how painful it is, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm a little stuck on on stuck on this. Where are we on the Colleen excitement scale? <laughs> so, well, I'm. I, it's it's hard to judge today because I have real sass next week, and so I think if you ask me right uh, after yeah. the conference, I'm gonna be super pumped. But but I'm just. That was a weird noise I made, but I'm, I'm struggling to see the vision right now. Like, I feel like we are, okay. we're around the edges of a thing. Like data is clearly yeah. a problem. Like querying data is clearly a problem, but I feel like we're around the edges of the thing and I can't figure out what the tweak is to have the actual right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like. I think for the most part, people kind of want what we have, but it does seem like they want us more than they want the thing, yeah. right? They want us to help them most of the time solve this like dynamic filtering thing, but some of the time just to be like around to help with database stuff. That seems to be the thing that people continually are coming back for. Yeah. And that does, that's that's not a product, that's consulting. Right. That's where I'm stuck. And I don't know. I so I have a couple ideas. What if uh, uh, what if we did something kind of drastic to our UI and okay. we can so we have the ability with the React front end and the Rails back end to build filters that look different. I feel like the UI Correct. is a sticking point. I feel like I keep I agree. I keep That's what I've been that. complaining about forever. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. It's a nightmare. I mean, so I've been thinking, so I have this idea, maybe Stripe filters for your app. Like that's how you sell it. And we come up with a view with React and Rails that's basically looks a lot like the Stripe filters. Yeah, I like Stripe anything because All everyone developers loves Stripe. Do. Everyone loves Stripe. I just don't know. I don't spend a lot of time on their dashboard, and so I just don't know that they're known for their filters, right? They're not. You're piggybacking on Stripe because everyone. You're just saying you're just, it's like yeah. The I, I, I'm just trying to yeah. think of like we have this thing that's real. Okay, Aaron. Side note: like I asked you to make me a demo video that was two minutes long, and you sent me a ten minute video. I'm yeah. Was that good or bad? It was bad. <laughs> I cut. Oh out. shoot. I'm sorry. I cut out some of it. I, I, I was didn't like, know. No I couldn't gonna tell this. from your tone if you were really proud of me or really disappointed in me just then. Oh, no, no. man. It was a great video. You I'm... also told me to be salesy. <laughs> How can I be salesy and technical in two minutes? I uh... I got done and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. She's going to love this. And this is the first feedback I've heard from it. So, dang oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. I love to just Did you use it? People. Yeah, I did. I did cut it down to two minutes, Of course though. you did. I'm sorry. You cut it? Dude, no one is going to watch a 10-minute long video. I'm sorry. It was I didn't seven. mean to, it didn't mean to hurt your feelings. We should still it's okay. still a really good video and we should still use it for our website. But for this particular thing, not I was like good. these people are not gonna watch a ten minute or seven minute long video. I didn't I didn't kill seven. it though. I left all the good excited Aaron in there. So it's it's yeah. good. Um okay. but my point of that, okay, so and I'm building this Rails SAS talk. My talk is like an hour and a half right now. An hour and a half that Way too long. How long is it supposed to be? Max 45 minutes, but no one ever wants you to really spend 45 minutes. I mean, I yeah, could, but so like no time. one's sad when your talk is short. Where I'm going with this though, 
is you and I talk too much about this product and we don't, we're not succinct. What's the word? Succinct enough. Like people, we are not, Hmm. the problem we have, you and me, we have way too much context on this. And so we need a message that's clear. And so the only reason I say like, make filters in your app that look like stripes with your data models is because people know what that means. Like, yeah, that's a way to communicate what we're doing. And I feel like one of the ways we're failing here is we are not effectively communicating what we are doing. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know that Stripe has filters. Well, I whoever. That, I don't know so, if that would help communicate. Yeah, it, I don't know, know if it's Stripe, but but almost like. I feel like linear or notion or something like that, that is kind of known for having great filtering would be ideal, but yeah, yeah, we're not like, we're not super good at communicating the, the problem. Well, we haven't practiced. I mean, it's not rocket yeah. science. Like we can do rocket science. You know, I used to work for NASA. Yeah. You can actually do I can rocket actually do science. Rocket, I feel like I should be able to figure this out, but I think, so what I'm trying to say is, I feel like we need a way, like, like I, I don't know, like I said, it's like we're flirting around the edges of having this, but we don't have a good, like, message or vision yet. Yeah, I agree. Also, feel like we've had this conversation before. I feel like we continue to have it, but I think the more time, like, for me and for you, but um, especially since Refine Rails is just getting off the ground, the more... Mm-hmm. I see it and I see what people are doing and I talk to people, the more I'm like, Oh, we're still, we're still a little ways away um, Mm -hmm. from having something that gives you like plugin components and gives you the problem is though. (laughs) The problem is you can't, you can't have, hold on. Let me, let me think this through. You can't spend hundreds and hundreds of hours based on feedback from four people. Or you, I don't think that you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not after spending thousands of hours based off feedback from zero people. I feel like we should, we should just continue to get... I mean, yes, we should continue to get more feedback. But the two that you onboarded are happy. Ish. Right? Happy-ish. But it was only last week, and I would say that they're going to be happy. Neither is it hundreds of hours to make them happy, or can we like? No, I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make sure they're happy, right? Like these first four people. So I have first, um, if you don't count our clients. So this is the group of five I told you about that I'm working with. Right. So I did the first mm-hmm. two. I told the other two people I have to wait until after Rails SAS because I have Smart. to get my talk ready. And then I want to do the next two. And so then we'll have five. We'll have input from five people. And, you know, we can see what we get from that. And then we can we can come up with a game plan. I, I just think that, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think that we need more people. That's what I think. We need more people. We need more people. And I'm, that's why I'm going, I'm literally going to this conference and I'm lucky that Andrew is letting me basically try to sell my stuff <laughs> during my yeah. talk, right? Like no one ever lets you do that. They're like, oh, you can't talk about your products during right. our, unless it's open source. You don't care. So I'm going to give a talk in front of, I don't know, 150 people, however many people is com- are coming um, mm-hmm. to the conference, literally trying to sell this. And so 
my goal next week is just to talk to as many people as I can and just figure out if we're solving a problem they really have. What is the real problem? Is the real problem filters or is the real problem database indexing and slow queries? Right. Right. I feel like the last time we went to a conference together, which was what, Rails? RailsConf. In May or something? Something like that. Something like that. We were good at like cornering people and asking them a bunch of questions and getting feedback. At RailsSAS, unfortunately, I won't be there. But after your talk, everybody everybody's going to have context for what this thing is and what we are wanting it to be. And so the more people you can corner after your talk will be more helpful because I'll have the context. But the more people you can corner and get real feedback from them the better and honestly if they can if you can get them to say no this isn't valuable here's what's valuable that's fine i'm totally ready i'm totally ready to give up on this product if we can find the thing that is adjacent that they're really like that's more valuable Mm -hmm. like i'm not married to this incarnation i just want to know what do you guys need yeah i think that's the move i think Um, I was talking, so I had lunch with a founder here in San Diego who has grown a pretty big business and they were talking about how they're super introverted, but what they did before they launched their business is they went to like every meetup they could go to and just talk to the businesses and talk to the businesses and rail SAS is a perfect opportunity to do that. Just talk Mm -hmm. to them and find out like, I mean, this talk is literally about Hammerstone, whereas my talk at Sin City Ruby was about ARL. So people really wanted to talk about the tech, which was fun. Like, I enjoy talking about the tech, but that is a step removed from talking about, like, here is the product. This is what it does. Does it solve your problem? Is this something you need? Like, what is your problem? Everyone has this problem in some iteration, right? This is literally everyone because everyone has an admin dashboard. So... Right. Do you need this? Is this, you know, I I think, you know, it's funny. I don't know if it's funny, but it's interesting because in that book traction, one of the traction, one of the 17 traction channels is conferences. And like, Mm -hmm. um, so this is a great opportunity. I think just we're we're just in the talking to people phase. Yeah. And we're not talking to enough. That's the problem. I agree. We are in the talking to people phase and we're not talking to enough people. Yeah. So how do we continue the conversation? How do we find out more quickly where the real pain points are and if this is a real pain point we talk to more people and to do that we need to talk speak at fewer conferences i mean that that's you know i have a full stack eu next week you have rail sas next week i had laricon two or three weeks ago i have longhorn php and then i have github universe and like i think all of that is good and i i enjoy it but it's all kind of like tangentially good. It's like this vague, you know, personal brand thing that is like more or less worthless, but like, um, and so, yeah, I think all these things happened, you know, all these conferences opened up months and months and months ago. And I was like, yeah, I'll freaking do whatever I can to be in front of people. And now it's like, I don't know that I need that. I don't know that that's helpful. <laughs> I don't think, um, I think it's a law of diminishing returns. Like I think it was yeah, helpful last for year. Sure. To that's a good point. Position you where you are now, but I don't right. think it has the same ROI that it did for you last year. 
No, and that was I was telling my wife that earlier. It's like if I had known in February of this year where I would be today in late September, I wouldn't have applied for all these conferences. Yeah. Right? Like I think I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm I'm taken seriously. And after that, like having more followers on Twitter doesn't make sales for us like I just needed to get to the point where it's like oh this is a person who is serious and I'm there now and but now I have all these obligations so all that to say I am aware that we need to be talking individually to people and I'm kind of stuck talking at these conferences now which again I'm excited for but that strategy is no longer viable or no longer the best use of time I think yeah I agree I think that's like, as you said, you're committed and you have a lot. <laughs> you have like four. Um, yeah. You're committed, obviously, but yeah, I think we need to, we need to think about other things we can do. How are things going on your end with uh, the demo site and all that stuff? Um, well, before that, the big news is I got a new job. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are things, wait, I, we totally should have led yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been like two weeks. So I forgot. How are things going on your end, Aaron, with the new job? With the new job? Um, it's great. I love it. So I got a job as a developer educator at PlanetScale, which is a MySQL database company. Imagine Ta-da. that. Um, and it's awesome. I love it so far. Like My whole job is just going to be to write and make videos about MySQL. And of course, you know, go to conferences and speak. So it all kind of lines up, which is nice. It's great. They're super laid back, but also weirdly still being very like driven and high achieving. And so the culture is really great. Everyone's extremely supportive and friendly. You know, I've only been there for like a week and a day. Um, Everyone's super kind. I love it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, that part's been good. And, you know, I was at Tuple halftime before for a couple months. And that just put a lot of pressure on me to start a consulting business from scratch um, and took away a lot of my energy to do Hammerstone stuff because I felt like all my time needed to go to wrestling up consulting to put food on the table and, you know, healthcare and stuff like that. So feeling great about that. Nice to have the security of a full-time job in insurance. And I think the thing on the Hammerstone side that we need to, like we had worked on before I went out of town last week was redesigning our whole marketing message to basically be strictly about Laravel Nova. Because I think one of the questions that our friend Mike asked was like, if you had to do it over again, like what would you do differently? And my answer was, I would just start with Nova. Like that takes away the entire pain point of the front end he's like why don't you only focus on nova right now then it's like well that's interesting so i think we're almost there we need to you and i need to have another pairing session and and finish that but switching our focus to just selling through nova i think simplifies our marketing message a whole lot because then it's not like you could add it to whatever you want to do whatever you want it's like, well, no, it, it works in Nova and it does this thing. Do you want it? Because it's also now it's a lot cheaper too. So that's kind of where I'm at on my side. Yes. And I tricked you into doing a video. So we have that. 
we can put on our. You tricked me into doing a video that I thought was really good until you told me today it was really bad. So it yeah. Is, no, it's a wonderful video. We'll put the whole seven minutes on the homepage. We should. It's so good. Um, um, I can do a new one that's shorter. No, no it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I love the I love the Nova push, and I think that'll feel for both of us. I think that's gonna feel, I don't know, calming because it's like you can't customize your front end. This is yep, just exactly it matches, and it really gives us the opportunity to lean in to some of the marketing and SEO work we have kind of been tangentially talking about. But because right. we've been so busy with the product work, we haven't had time to get into it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. I think that's going to be really good. And I think with that, we're going to be able to, you know, see quickly if this is going to work. Right. And and on a super positive note, I feel like I came in here kind of low energy because it's been kind of a crazy week. On a super positive note, now that we have multiple contractors working on refined rails, um, they've been great. And we've really been making huge strides towards me having less consulting work, like huge strides. I feel like in a couple weeks, I'm going to hit this kind of made up October goal of only doing consulting like here and there, a couple hours a day just to, you know, for support. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So that, I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, that's great. Like I think that move, it's so funny, Aaron, because I wasn't going to hire anyone. And then Mm -hmm. this person reached out to me and it's working out so well. So, um, That's awesome. yeah, it's working out. So, and I don't, I don't do technical interviews. I was like, yeah, you seem like, you know what you're doing. I'm just going to hire you. <laughs> it's going really well. So you probably shouldn't hire like that. That is not hiring advice. <laughs> um, but for us, it's working out really well. And I think it's really like in the next month. So I, like, again, I'm prepping for rail SAS and there's been a lot that has gone into that. Um, you know, a talk takes a long time to put together. So I think after next week, I'm going to have a lot more time freed up to think about Nova, SEO, Nova, like really lean into the Nova stuff. Yeah, good. Me too. I think after, so my conference is also next week. That's right. It is in a foreign country, which is less than ideal. So yeah. after that, I feel I feel the same way that I'll be able to focus a little bit more Will, um, um, your next- on the Nova stuff. Big talk after that is GitHub Universe, right? Yeah, no. Longhorn PHP is in Austin the week that we're in Austin. Okay. And then the week after that is GitHub Universe. Are those going to be like high preparation talks or are you going to reuse something you have? Uh, Longhorn PHP, I should be able to reuse most of what I did for Laracon because it's a database performance talk. GitHub Universe is going to be a little more work than I think I anticipated it's based on on that article that i wrote about mm-hmm. publishing your work so the content is mostly there I, but I, I do need to turn it into a talk and slides and they are very on top of speaker preparation i mean they have a whole outside firm that's handling speaker preparation wow yeah. what does it's that even lot. mean do you have someone like check in with you like can i see your yeah. slides Aaron? yep i do i have a due date for my slides i've got wow they've built a little app with a checklist of all the things that I need to upload and they have speaker coaching, which I don't think I'll do, but yeah, it's, it's legit. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm going to be on stage in San Francisco somewhere. Cool. Yeah. I think, I think that timeline works out really well. So we're both speaking next week. Then after that, 
we'll get the Nova stuff out there and then we can start pushing on marketing and selling that. Um, and I'm mm -hmm. super excited to see how that goes. And also the next couple of months, I'll get our other founding customers onboarded with refined rails and we'll just, we'll just iterate. Like, I think you want to, I think, you, you know, it, yes, it would be great if like to hit it out of the park, the very first person is like, this is literally the most mm -hmm. perfect thing ever. But I would totally argue that if you did that, you shipped way too late. I mean, correct. Yeah. That is not like, those are the people who never ship. Like, yeah, I hate to say I shipped a product. I'm embarrassed because I wouldn't use the term embarrassed, but I shipped Agreed. a product that is not as flexible as I would like it to be. And yes, I would you love to ship the product that you wanted to continue to work on instead of shipping. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's really good. And, and again, all of these people are in, you know, they, they know the deal, right? Like we've talked, like yeah. we, we, you know, I had a pairing call yesterday with one of them. And, um, you know, he's, he's in Europe, so it's late at night there and he's, you know, a great, such a trooper, but also they're early adopters and we're learning a ton yeah. and everything we can take away from this, we can turn into like a more flexible, composable piece of software, which I'm super pumped about. Yeah. Same. I still think once we find it, it's going to work great. We just got to find it. Yeah. You know, I've, I, uh, think, I think we will. Yeah, I've been thinking of some of these people who, I mean, to be fair, they've raised money, but like there are there is more than one or two people I know who have small businesses who have spent years <laughs> trying to I find know. the right iteration of what that product looks like. So I know we're not doing it but wrong. Then, but but of course, then the only people I think of are people like Ben at Tuple, and they're like, "Oh, what if we start a company?" And oh, we're we're magically successful now. It's like, well. <laughs> Those okay. people also exist, and it would be better to be one of those. It would be better, especially since we're bootstrapped. It would be better to yeah, be one of those. It would be so much better. It would be be much less painful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Any other updates? I don't think so. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Cool. Thanks for coming and, and chatting about some of the interesting struggles we we face as we try to find product market fit. I was thinking I should rebrand the podcast, like finding product market fit. Yeah, I, sh I don't want to cement that. I We should rebrand <laughs> it too. We have found product market fit and then just kind of let the universe work that out. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's keep, you know, just percolating on ideas and we'll touch base next week after the conferences. All right. Sounds good. All right. Great. Thanks, Aaron. See ya. Bye. This week's episode was brought to you by all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev slash supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gamez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of CrowdSentry, Nate Ritter of RoomSteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetty, Justin Jackson from MegaMaker, 
Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Tosslets, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama of Oplenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of KeyHero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of WorkCited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Laravels, the community for women, non-binary, and trans Laravel developers, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, and Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit. Thank you so much, everyone. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of KeyHero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of WorkCited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabel developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.